I would I think I had a I had an idea of what a set path would be where like this is my start point and this is my end point and I was so scared of deviating from that path because of other people's judgment mm-hmm. you know and I think you really really have to seek out like time on your own to think critically and split yourself into multiple personalities and have a have a discussion with yourself mm-hmm. and find out what's important to you because we only have like to my understanding we only have one chance at this and like what are you gonna are you gonna be a cog in the machine or are you gonna like stand for something Welcome to another episode of Questionable Answers. The questions are answerable and the answers are questionable. I welcome Kevin Chen onto the podcast. Kevin, hello. Hi, how are you? Dude, I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk with you today, dude. How is dude, your, how are you doing, man? Doing good. I mean, this whole virus thing is pretty crazy. It's like, you know, it's like upended all of our lives, but yeah, I'm doing as well as I say, you know. Yeah. yeah. Dude, how is the transition from Illinois to Minnesota? Um, It's not as bad as I thought, actually. Like, it is colder. It is like noticeably colder, but I, I at most like ten degrees, like at the most. So it's yeah. not horrible. Yeah. And how about you? For dude, it's frigid. I mean, yeah. you you at least have trees. Like yeah. With me, it's just barren North Dakota tundra. Yeah. But nothing you can do about that. You know, I am I'm getting tougher, mm-hmm. and that's what matters. Yeah. Uh, how was your first year at college? Um, yeah, I was definitely cut short. Didn't like that, especially since our school starts so late. So we missed basically a third of our year when did your school start uh mid-september wow so yeah like a whole month later so that means we also lost more because we lost from march to like june so is there any particular reason that it got like started so late well we're on on a different uh system than most colleges like we're on a trimester system interesting yeah whereas like most colleges are on a semester system so how does christmas break work christmas break oh um it's it's actually like probably one one of the best things about carlton is that uh, our, our our winter break starts um, Thanksgiving and then it goes up until the new year. So we get like a whole month. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. How is it? How many people attend your college? Um, about two thousand. So yeah, it's a re- very small school, but yeah. So about as much as normal community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's is definitely it, like. Is it a private school? Yeah, it's private. Yeah, there's there's some perks to like it being that small, but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, what was the transition like, like culturally, like NCHS is a little bit more, uh, less diverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that shocked me was like, it's so diverse. There's like, there's so many different, different groups of people. Yeah. Um, also like definitely, uh, the socio socio, um, economic, um, like Spectrum. status of most people there yeah. is pretty noticeable. Like, uh, you can tell that lots of people here are like absolutely loaded so. oh yeah it's absolutely crazy <laughs> yeah going so. away from a place like this i i went in the opposite direction where you went to a place that was a little bit more culturally diverse mm-hmm. i went to a place with 
only white people. Yeah. Like only white people go to NDSU. Yeah. And I'm not that? exaggerating. If you see a black person on campus, they're an athlete. Yeah. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. Well, well and how was that then? Um, well, it was, it was weird at first. I remember going to orientation with my mother and we go into an olive garden and uh, I'm like, mom, look around. There's only white people here. <laughs> And she's like, Hayden, don't be ridiculous. It's not only white. And she looks around and she's like, oh my God, <laughs> there's only white people here. It's impressive. So it, it's weird to feel like a little bit away from home, but surrounded by people who look exactly like me. Because everybody from North Dakota is either Norwegian or German, which is what I am. Yeah. You know? Nice. So, yeah. So what have, what have you been like up to like recently then? Um, recently, I've just been just uh, trying to put my life together in a way where I can be really effective at school like I think um I think my freshman year I was a little bit caught off guard by how involved college is with not just like classes but surrounding yourself with people who are responsible and also um and also just piecing things together as an adult you know your first semester of college it's not as course heavy as some people make it out to be but it's, mm. it's hard because you have to deal with all of these other factors coming at you at a million miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how was your experience? Um, yeah, um, first term went pretty well um, because, like, two of my classes were, like, kind of review. So, like, it wasn't, wasn't terrible. But, like, second term, um, this one computer science class absolutely whipped my ass. But um, yeah. I, I definitely learned, like, the most I've ever learned in, like, any class ever. So that was good. Really? But yeah, and it, it definitely taught me um, like just how to like persevere through like challenges because yeah, I mean, there's like some assignments would literally take my partner like 20 hours total and we would have two to three assignments every week. Wow. And like, and, and the tests were just brutally hard. Like like the class average on our f- on our second one was like probably around, around 50%. And then like, you, and then she curved it. So like, it, like if you failed it, then you would get around a C or something. So yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what college is if you're in a technology field, because you're you're taught to to approach problems and attack them, because I think some other some other degrees and some other programs that exist, you're taught to kind of be a people person or um, kind of have other skills that have to do with other things. But if you're an engineer or have a STEM career, you need classes like calculus, not because you apply them. It's because they teach you how to solve really complex tasks and do it quickly and efficiently. Totally. Yeah. Like, uh, like actually going along with that, um, there's this class called logic. It's actually a philosophy class. Um, but it actually got me pretty interested into like the whole, like the whole subject because like logic is, is something like, like, that's like super useful, um, in a lot of different fields. Not, not just, um, is it just the concept of logic? Well, I mean, it teaches the formal study of logic, you know, yeah. like how to make um, like proofs uh, using, you know, different uh, axioms and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, interesting. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that definitely got me into the whole t- subject of philosophy. Um, so like to the point where I'm actually considering majoring in it, which I, I mean, minoring in it. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's an interesting mix of skills that you you incorporate when you because philosophy is more of this like meta truth where you reflect upon the truths that present themselves. You know, if you think about how knowledge presents itself to the human mind, you're acquiring all this data and combining it and synthesizing it into um, a concept that makes sense within our 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 frame that we work within. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the big um, like problems with uh, philosophy that, that that a lot of philosophers have tried to tackle 
is that like how do we know uh like what is knowledge and what and, and what we can know as truth just because we are limited by our senses and we can only perceive the world through our senses yeah so yeah yeah like um recently like i don't know if it's just because of, of like staying at home all, all the time but, like i've just been thinking so much um about about how um about like how all our experiences are just constructed by our mind and yeah. and how and how fragile that really is right yeah and people like people don't like to think about that yeah because it's it's unsettling it's 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 um you know people like to think that the human experience is the only filter to look through you know what i mean yeah and that's comforting it's like my experience is absolute but nothing is secured yeah you know yeah like um it really is very like counterintuitive that everything that we perceive is not objective reality it is subjective because you know obviously we have to perceive it and then we have to process it through our brain and um yeah and actually one interesting way to look at that um is through psychedelic drugs actually like and that's yes. actually something i've been <laughs> spending like a good amount of time like like uh reading about and like watching videos about probably like too much time but um yeah like have you have you um yeah, I, I, I think it's a fascinating subject because a lot of people view it as a path to enlightenment. You know, Mike Tyson did DMT, which is a psychedelic drug mm -hmm. where you get kind of sucked out of your body in a weird way and encounter things not in the third dimension. You know, it's like this weird other universe and they see creatures that are like figmented from our imaginations and you interact with these beings and then you come back and your perception of reality is entirely different and people feel changed by this experience. Like Mike Tyson, for example, did it, and he's like, my ego died. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not who I was when I was a fighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Like it really highlights the issue of like, how do we know what's real and what's not? Because say like you were in that DMT world for like your whole life, and then all of a sudden you entered our like our world, then like this would be considered the hallucination. So right. like like what's real is just basically something that your brain creates, constructs. Yeah, I think. A great class that exemplifies that really well is physics, you know, because you can extrapolate data that our mind can't acquire without this higher level thinking process, you know, and that's an axiom, you know, a number system is an axiom that's so objectively true that we can apply it to things that are beyond human perception. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. like you were saying with with uh, the philosophy of, lo of logic and how that um, is a cornerstone that we need to expand and utilize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually, um, about the whole, like, drugs thing, have you heard of um, Salvia? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So, like, you know you know about it and stuff? Uh, yeah, dude. Dude, I feel like... Does it make you, like, crack up? Like, how does it... Sort of. Like, it's... For, in my opinion, it's the most, like, mind-blowing thing that I've, like, heard of. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, I'm speaking from, a, like, a, like, experience where, like, I, I have no experience with any of these, but gotcha, just gotcha. speaking based off of, like, what I've heard and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, for, I mean, for one... Uh, what happens is ego death. Do you know what you know what that is? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, just in case, like the people listening don't right. know. Right. Yeah. Um, like ego death is basically um, when your ego, which is the part of your brain that handles your sense of self, so like your your memories, who you are, um, the fact that you're human, and then when you smoke salvia, or sometimes if you do strong doses of LSD or shrooms, that is completely gone. So you have no idea who you are. You have no memories. You have no idea what, it, what it's even like to exist like that that is just on its own is pretty mind-blowing to me yeah and it, it's crazy that a substance can have just like 
a particular chemical reaction that can completely permanently change our perception of reality because we have this experience that's so like it's like a chemical reaction within our brain you know and it happens and then and then you exist and you have that experience that you hold on to like a memory and you carry it with you mm-hmm. to this like new enlightened version of a being where your ego's dead yeah yeah and, and uh also like i've heard things about it like like during like the salvia trips like for one um I'm, it's very dysphoric it's not it's not, unlike dmt it's not generally not enjoyable like pretty much really like no one enjoys the trip why do people do it then i mean i don't know i mean some people are i mean I, i'd say that for the same reason that people go on like roller coasters and stuff it's just like a thrill <laughs> but like yeah. i mean from what i've heard like like okay this is one guy on youtube um he has been addicted to like probably like 10 plus substances so he's like he is like He's experienced everything. He has explored the depth of his mind, to say the least. And I, ex- I respect <laughs> people who do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they have some guts. And, and he said that Salvia was by far the most terrifying thing he's ever experienced. Wow. Yeah. And like one of the things that he talked about is that on a, on a Salvia trip, what happens often is that you will turn into an inanimate object, which Whoa. on its own doesn't sound like super terrifying. But uh, the, the thing is, like when this happens to you, like obviously you don't remember anything like like, uh, as a human and you don't remember and and uh, and, like you think that this is going to be what it's like forever but like you know at uh, at the same time there's some part like within you that knows that this isn't right you know like if you're an animate inanimate object you shouldn't be conscious so it's just yeah it's just like this thing that's yeah it's it's just terrifying it's 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 bizarre because it's it it brings you outside of your normal human body because everything's filtered through your experiences like we were saying and if you if you change that filter like say it's like a water filter and you have like some like purita on there and then you take it off and put on a different brand it's going to filter it differently yeah you know exactly so that's why um a lot of people who have gone through these intense experiences say that um they have a very uh almost like shaky view on life afterwards because Mm. they feel as if reality is this just this curtain that can be just like pulled away at any moment all of a sudden you know you're back in your salvia trip because, because that felt more real than real like than what than yeah. what we call reality so yeah do you think that's just a process that happens that it's so abnormal that we are more likely to experience it kind of like an adrenaline rush when you're getting chased by a bear like you can climb a tree faster than you ever could before and you remember that experience because it's like a ptsd situation yeah do you think they're experiencing that like to its fullest because of that adrenaline or do you think it's just just a like a unique event that's so bizarre that that it changes things yeah i think it's more more of the second um just because like the like the like a, the salvia experience or like or any other intense psychedelic is just so far beyond um what we humans think is possible to experience and like when you come back from that it just yeah there there's there has there has to be some kind of like um not well not well not necessarily trauma but like just some kind of you know after effect you're like wow like that was just unbelievable and like it's really there's like there's like no real way to even describe it like 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 even though we're talking about it right now like like neither of us truly yeah. knows what it's like unless right. you've actually been through it so because it's like i like to tip dip my toes in and and do my research before yeah. i because there's substances out there that are not healthy at all and For i don't sure. think psychedelics is one of them but i think like cocaine heroin mm-hmm. like those destroy lives yeah. And I think if we pursue psychedelics as this tool and not this like frivolous act that we do with our buddies on the weekend, I think we can we can bring human consciousness to this 
to this higher peak yeah yeah and like like totally and not and even beyond that i just feel like the fact that um all these drugs are are not legal is truly it's not right like um right, yeah like not only um are people going to do drugs like even if you make them illegal um it's going to be safer if you if you if you legalize them because for one scientists can do research on them so so they can actually understand the risks and like the things that can happen yeah and then and then people won't have and also uh, if it's legal then people won't have to go to those you know black market people yeah. that are typically dangerous so do you think um do you think that people in positions of power like choose to eliminate the use of psychedelics because it can like bring people out of their position of like an indentured servant basically like do you think it would disrupt capitalism well i'm not sure if there's like a like like a like so-called a conspiracy behind it. i just think that there has been such a large stigma around the use of mind altering substances like yeah. like for, for example like marijuana even though that's been used for thousands of years before like before like the conception of even like the u.s yeah yet it's banned like it was banned and i mean technically it's still federally legal but yeah it's just yeah i think there were i think they were worried that it was a similar substance like cocaine where as soon as it infiltrates communities it's just so disruptive Mm -hmm. that it's destructive and i think but psychedelics is like man we don't even understand what's going on there like what is how can we have such a such a bizarre and extravagant relationship with this substance to where it, it changes the way we think about reality forever. Like alcohol doesn't do that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and neither does crack. Neither does, does any, d- neither does marijuana. Marijuana is kind of like dipping a toe yeah. into that pool. Cause it can act as that kind of yeah. like an enlightening thing, but not as much as mushrooms, LSD. Yeah. Any of those psychedelics. And, and, and even, even more than that, um, like it has been shown that these, these things, have potential for treatment like treating people like I, i've seen so many stories of people who were addicted to alcohol or something and right. then they had one lsd trip and then all of a sudden they're like okay like i can't do this anymore and, and, they, did, and then they just stopped like it's just absolutely like crazy yeah. i think one research university did did a study on the effects of psilocybin which is mushrooms yeah. on people who are smokers mm-hmm. and it it reduced like I think it had an 80% success rate or something absurd. Yeah. And where people like didn't feel the need to pick up a cigarette again. They weren't they weren't a slave to their addiction anymore. Yeah. It truly boggles my mind how these things are still legal. Like it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and also just one more thing like uh I also heard that like Molly MDMA uh can treat PTSD and like it, it has been shown to be successful like among like really? like veterans and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool do you think it would be a positive thing if we like sought this out as a route to um to and en- like do you think enlightenment is ab- obtainable for the human race what do you mean by what do you mean by that where we just reach this like transcendent height economically where there's there's violence is eliminate not eliminated but just reduced to such a such a minority to where it's not even a problem world hunger is not an issue poverty is not an issue mm-hmm. everybody's just able to experience yeah um i definitely feel like um I, and this is definitely there's like no backing behind what i'm saying here but i think that honestly the world would probably be, be a better place if everyone went through like an lsd trip or <laughs> like, you know i think you're right yeah yeah i i, I feel like yeah um but 
based uh like going off what you were saying about enlightenment and stuff i i don't know i am very skeptical of um of the fact that one day they that the human race will all of a sudden just you know just come together and like i kumbaya i I mean we've been praying for that forever and it's never been accessible and it's kind of a dystopian fantasy yeah i I, that i'm i'm i don't think is going to happen but i do think there is benefit in um people you know changing their perspective once in a while whether whether that's through you know psychedelics or like some some other form of you know yeah 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 totally um do you think that um transcendence feeling that like that that peak of the mountain feeling where you have a different view on the world after a psychedelic trip do you think that's accessible to everyone or just people who are open to experiencing it um it this depends a lot on the person and also uh on the drug and also on the dose like there's there's a lot of things here yeah but yeah i mean there's such a wide variety of, of experiences that people can have you know like um like for example if you if you are not really in a good spot like mentally it's generally seen as a very very bad idea to yeah. use drugs because then you you could have a like a you got like a very bad trip that could last for like hours and but like but and, and especially if you're in the trip and it feels like you're in it for like days or like you know right so um wait what were you talking about again <laughs> um do you think like just like you were saying like with mental illnesses and and like all humans are not created equally you know so do you think our reaction oh, yeah. to these drugs will be similar to where it's all positive or do you think you have to be in a certain state to where you're like ready to welcome it in as, as a kind of like a like a relationship yeah before reaching that yeah um definitely i think uh one should be in a good mental state before doing these things but um i have heard from this one um he's like this youtuber who makes mi- uh, who, who like makes makes videos about this stuff and then he said something um so he said that um the trip that you get is the trip that you need not the one that you want which I found was pretty like interesting because like it's it, it's supposed to mean that like even if you have a bad trip, you know that might it's not a, not it's not a bad trip. And in fact, like in fact, in fact, like people like him call it like challenging trips. Like they're not they're not bad trips because like you can always learn something from it. Nice. Yeah. 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 I think you're exactly right, and I think that outlook is very is is true. You know, uh, a disruptive force isn't necessarily a negative force. You know, you mm-hmm. could have a bad trip, but you could come out the other side a little bit shaken up. But I think in the long run, that might be what you needed. You exactly, know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. How is your perspective on things like psychedelics that are a little bit more whimsical? Uh, how how does it change with pursuing an industry and technology with computer science? Wait, could you just like rephrase that question? I was I was kind of confused. Oh no, you're good. Um, how does pursuing or how does pursuing uh, a technology career affect your just your viewpoint on the world and psychedelics in general that is an interesting connection there i haven't really thought about that um do you have, do you have any like initial like thoughts about that or, like um maybe maybe you think a little bit more uh like logically like some people who pursue psychedelics are a little bit more oh, okay, like freeloader types you know oh, they, okay, see. they see it as kind of an escape but you're very regimented in your thinking and where you're like task oriented mm-hmm. and you get things done yeah uh, i mean for me i've yeah i've never done any of these but if i were to do them which i like might in the future but like it definitely wouldn't be you know just to like sit in my house and like trip and like just like you know just like trip balls for fun like right. it would it'd be like you know just to 
just to, like shake up my life a little bit and just, and just like see what I can learn and like see what uh, I can take away from experience. Yeah. Yeah. And if we use these set, cause we're drug factories, you know, eating a sandwich changes your, your brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. than if you were to not eat a, eat a sandwich and the same thing with drugs, like we need to not ban these substances, mm-hmm. you know, like arsenic is a natural substance, but I'm not going to put that in my body just yeah. because it's, it's not something that I like intake every day. doesn't mean it's a negative thing, mm-hmm. you know? And, and if you treat these things as tools and not crutches, we can learn a lot from them, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah um actually not to like switch topic too much a little bit but i actually watched this video about um about like well it's actually about like reality i guess but like so this guy named donald hoffman okay and it was a ted talk right and he basically the whole point of it was that everything that we see and experience isn't actually real and it and and, and it's all just a user interface for what Mm. actual reality is do you think that does that tie into like simulation theory um i guess sort of um what do you think about simulation theory simulation theory i think it's very plausible Uh, there's no way we would ever really know but yeah i mean it's definitely possible what do you think what do you think the odds are if you had to if you had to guess um honestly i don't think i could really put a number on it because i just feel like we don't know enough yeah yeah but yeah it is a it is a very interesting idea to think about do you think we'll get to a point someday where we just evolve to the point where we can kind of pull that curtain back a little bit and see behind it? Uh, I mean, personally, uh, yeah, I'm not going to make any like statements like I think it will happen or it won't happen because just because like I don't know if the laws of physics would allow um, someone to like generate like another like another re- like universe like that, right. that, that just seems um, very, very like out there you know yeah yeah and i i think einstein said this quote and i think it's really interesting is is to arrive to a new solution you have to work outside the 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 axioms that are presenting themselves currently so like Mm -hmm. if we want to arrive to a new solution that's so groundbreaking it has to not abide by the current laws of science and mathematics Mm -hmm. and i don't know how we would generate a number system that works yeah under those circumstances yeah I mean, yeah, Einstein, uh, like not to just like, uh, Dude, go, for, again, it. go like, for it. Yeah. I, um, this, my, my last term at Carleton, I, I took a physics class and then we learned about special relativity. Have you like heard about like, no, those dude, concepts? Yeah. It was, it was super interesting. Like, like, for example, like, like one thing that, that I learned that kind of like, that, that kind of like shook me up was that if you're traveling at light speed, you don't experience any time whatsoever. Did you know that? really like like i thought that like for example if like there's a galaxy that was four light years away i thought like and, and then if you're traveling at light speed i thought it would take you four years to get there mm. but like from the from the perspective of you on the ship it would take literally no time instantly you get there instantly so light so take light for example you know do do, do photons age at all um do you know like because time doesn't affect them because they're traveling at the speed of light through a vacuum well that's the thing about um relativity is that from their perspective no time passes but from our perspective it does interesting yeah it's yeah that's what that's all relative yeah yeah, that's the whole idea behind it yeah but like like just trying to understand what it would be like from their perspective it's it's kind of mind-boggling because like literally everything happens at the same time because you know there's no time so like like from from the big bang to now it's like it's like no time has passed at all for them whoa yeah it's just it's 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 kind of mind-boggling to think 
what it would be like if you were in that position. But obviously, you know, it's not possible for um, things with mass to reach reach light speed. But yeah, I I heard somewhere. Correct me if like I'm wrong, but I heard somewhere on the internet that your relative experience of time is contingent upon your relative size. So if you're bigger, you experience time slower than if you're smaller. And that like that applies to like say like a rabbit experience like a day for a rabbit is a lot longer to that rabbit than it is a day for me. Does that make sense? Just cuz their lifespans are shorter, but it also extends further than that. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were referring to like mass, which is also um which is also true, but that oh it is yeah yeah that that is that is more general relativity and i haven't learned about that because that, that's like a different thing but yeah um what special relativity is that does that just relate to light that is that is more relating to the to the relationship between space and time because you know uh, have you heard of space time space time continuum from yeah from <laughs> yeah. like a lot of sci-fi so, shows. So, yeah so basically space time is just combining well not combining it's, it's like it's like the it's like the 4d obviously like we, we don't really know what that's like but it's like it's like a 4d yeah. fabric of both space and time and basically the whole pl- like the well, like one of the main points of special relativity is that everything moves through space time at the speed of light so basically if you move through space faster then you move through time slower that's mm. how it works because like basically yeah so like everything moves through space time at the same speed so then that means if you don't move then then you move through time at the fastest rate whoa yeah whoa i mean like these are things that i like kind of had a like a very um like a narrow understanding of like before but like once you actually learn them it's it's like it's actually super cool that like that, that like we as humans have even like discovered tapped like into this, this like yeah because we i can't even conceptualize what you're saying really and <laughs> and you think about like the 12th dimension it's like dude yeah. <laughs> what is going on there yeah i mean physics is honestly if uh, i feel that if i was like way more intelligent than i am i would probably pursue physics because it just it's like the most like fundamental well i mean it's not the most fundamental because math probably would be the most fundamental but yeah it's like one of the most interesting it's the most fundamental science for sure because yeah. it involves the most mathematics and it's the most concrete yeah yeah for sure um yeah the only the only problem with pursuing a career in physics is is it doesn't benefit the economy you know unless you're making a crazy breakthrough where energy is more efficient it's like it's not you're you're not making a ton of money unless you're you're a professor or you're in a a research situation which is very hard to land well yeah but um most most people who major in physics they don't end up being like professors and like researchers they end up just working at like an engineering firm oh really yeah yeah. because they've they've proven to that point like i'm good at solving problems yeah i mean like 99 percent of people aren't gonna be at the cutting edge of anything (laughs) yeah so like most of them are just gonna be like crunching numbers and like doing stuff like that so, gotcha yeah just know. problem solvers yeah 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 gotcha man are you ready to get in some questions sure all right let's do it what is something people seem to misunderstand about you about me so oh, wait are we are we both gonna answer this question yeah yeah you can go first or i can take it uh give me some <laughs> give me some time you can you okay um most understand about me i think um I don't know. I think uh, people see me and they assume I'm someone I'm not. Like I think I think I'm motivated by diverse opinion, and I think I I desire the truth more than anything. And I think people see me and they're like, 
they like think that they can get something out of me because they, they think I'm in a position that I'm not. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, sort of. But just like people in, at like parties would like hand me beers in college and like try to jo- like get me to join their frat without really getting to know me. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, if you know me at all, like I'm not good for your frat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will run it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess going off of that, I can't really say um, what other people misunderstand me because obviously I only know what it's like to be me from my perspective. Right. But... Right. I will say that it is pretty um, remarkable how like how much we judge others um, based on appearances. Like it's mm. like as soon as you see someone, you make snap judgments instantly. Like whether you like whether whether you know it or not. Like right. for, for, for example, I was thinking about how um, well this is kind of like weirdish, but like I would say that like um, people who are attractive definitely get treated better. Like, oh yeah. Like like for for example, if you're at like a like a restaurant and you're, you're like attractive the like the people working there they'll they'll probably treat you better right you know? yeah and it, and it's just, it, it really just shows you like um it's it's very impo- it's very hard for people to separate like a person from their outside experience like, p- right. appearances like appearance yeah. yeah like this this vessel that we use doesn't accurately reflect our soul you yeah. know it's and it's and it's such a weird experience cuz we we go through life and like we talk about like discrimination between like race it's like no if you're good it's regardless of race if you're good looking that you have a huge advantage like that's discrimination and we don't really talk about that you know like if you're ugly if you're born ugly yeah you're gonna have it rough man you either have to be the butt of jokes or there's no really op no one's gonna take you seriously yeah you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be a, a boss in a work position yeah and we don't talk about that you know yeah yeah like yeah like like, like as a society we would like to think that we judge people based off their merits but honestly like, i would say a vast majority of the time that doesn't really happen yeah totally i think we're we're constantly at war with our primitive brain you know there's yeah. this higher ideal that we're chasing chasing toward where it's like don't judge each other by appearances don't but then like that survival mechanism is so ingrained into who we are that it's so difficult to break from like we have discrimination for a reason you know what i mean because it's so like lodged in there because we had to uh, fear people who had opposing ideologies or posed a threat Mm -hmm. you know and and for a long time we grouped those ideologies based on race but it's not like that anymore yeah yeah like like for me like for me personally i have noticed like um people that i think that are like generally like more like attractive i tend to treat them better like whether they're like of the same sex or not like you just you just assume that they're you know they're more intelligent that they're more nice just because they're attractive and like yeah i've like i've like i've like caught myself think like thinking things like that all the time i'm like why it's it's yeah kind of frustrating yeah it's yeah it's frustrating to break free from for sure i think um yeah is there something specific that like people don't understand about you or just in general that like that's a human flaw that we need to work on yeah i think i think it's, it's a human flaw i don't think um yeah Gotcha. I, can't, I can't really comment on what other people think of me because I right. feel like you don't really have an accurate yeah. picture of that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, next question. I just finished high school and will be starting college in the fall. I'm happy to be independent, but I'm also very scared of failing. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Hmm. Ooh, that's a, that's that's a, a very personal question. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. I guess for me, my biggest failure um i guess it's not really even like a failure but it's just like uh just growing up just not being 
um, confident in, in who I was right. and, and just allowing other people to like shape who I am. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. um, I'm not sure if you knew me like early high school, but like I was, I, I definitely changed a lot through high school and like, yeah. especially even, even before that, like, um, like just the fact that I was like, uh, sort of bullied in like, you know, elementary school, like that definitely shaped who I was. And I just, you know, I just decided not to talk to, like talk to anyone. I just right, you yeah. know, kept my head down and I just wish that I had opened up earlier and just, you know, just like screwed up, <laughs> screwed whatever. Like, yeah. Who cares what dude? Cause the high school opinion means nothing. You yeah. know, it's this weird hierarchy that's based on how loud you are and how much noise you can make and how much discussion you can create. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not an accurate representation of how lethal you'll be in the work fi- workforce or how good you'll be at being a leader in the real, real world, you know? Yeah. And, but that's inspiring. You know, I think, mm-hmm. I think you're taking these experiences and you're moving forward with them and you know we're we're all in constant states of change exactly like i'm not the same person i was before this conversation Mm -hmm. you know and and um and that's inspiring because it's like who could you be and who could i be in like 20 years yeah you know we're constantly building constantly destroying and cultivating a life for ourselves that works Mm -hmm. yeah totally i think for me um for me i think yeah, I think I would I think I had a I had an idea of what a set path would be where like this is my start point and this is my end point and I was so scared of deviating from that path because of other people's judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you really really have to seek out like time on your own to think critically and split yourself into multiple personalities and have an, have a discussion with yourself mm-hmm. and find out what's important to you because we only have like to my understanding, we only have one chance at this. And like, what are you gonna, are you gonna be a cog in the machine, or are you gonna like stand for something? You yeah. Know? And, and and there's definitely a balance to be had between planning for your future, which is definitely good, and also just uh, and also just recognizing that um, you as a person changes like um, all the time. So like you know, like sometimes there are things that you just, you know, kind of cross that bridge when you get to it. But but obviously planning is also good too. So there's like a fine balance you have to find. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Um, Next question. Uh, During this quarantine, I've had a lot of time to be around my family more. And I begin to think about all the different ways that my family has influenced me throughout my life. Who has been the most influential person in your life? Um, I think for me, probably my parents, um, they have influenced me in mostly good ways, obviously, uh, but like, obviously there's some ways that were, were like, as a kid, you didn't realize that they were influenced like, uh, like in a bad way. But then once you grow up, then, then you realize that like your parents are also just like flawed people too. And, and they're yeah. all, they're all, they're all going through this, the whole, this whole like life thing to get like, yeah. at, you know, with you. And that's, so. th- that's something crazy too, that I think about. It's like, my parents aren't the same people that they were when they had me exactly and i'm not the same person that i was when they had me yeah and you're you're growing together and apart all the time but you you know each other so well because you've been through that journey together yeah i mean it it is crazy because like we're we are uh, you're like 19 right yeah yeah like in probably in a couple years most of our peers will like like you know like almost be married or like having kids and stuff and like and like I, f- I feel like for me in a few years, like I hope that's not my f- you know final form. Like I hope yeah. that I mature a lot more over like the, right. the decades. Yeah, now. man. I think about that. I'm like, I'm not ready for that, man. Yeah. Like if, if I think about like my parents had to raise four kids and if I had to raise and they had them like maybe the like late twenties, like, 
And I don't think that's enough time for me to get my shit together. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're going to have to be, I think that's coming for all of us though. It's either you take up that responsibility or you watch it pass you by. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's terrifying too, but it's a motivator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, most influential person in my life. I think, I think like you said with family, but I think coaches and like leaders who really stand out and care and care about not just winning games or creating athletes that are superior, but like your character and character development and Mm -hmm. what that means in your life. I think, um, I've had, you know, I've had wrestling coaches that were like that baseball coaches that were like that, um, football coaches that were like that. I think one that comes to mind is coach Murren. He's the Mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, he's, he's the man. I think the way he, he approaches problems and he gets and he and he leads and he gets everybody involved and he cares. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that's admirable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next question. Hi, Hayden. You probably don't remember me, but we were in seventh grade social studies together on the first day of class. Mystery asked the question, if your house is on fire and you could only save three things, what would you save? I want to see how much you have changed in seventh grade. Hayden, I remember. All right. <laughs> Um, kind of a passive aggressive question there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, I don't remember what my answers were, man. I think, uh, (laughs) I think, um, maybe like, I probably said some dumb shit like Xbox, like Cheetos. I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard because I've always lived my life in a way where I don't really put that much um, like thought and effort into objects that I own. Like I've never, I've never really been that way. You know, like I was always the kid that like slept in the basement one night and then went to my room the next and I had clothes and I had like a bed, but I didn't really have anything else. And we just kind of shared everything, Mm -hmm. you know? And now that I'm actually developing a sense of, of, um, of like identity for myself in college. And like, I've moved away from home and I have a house now that I can, kind of cultivate and grow and like have things that mean something um i'd want i'd want like actual i don't know some objects that mean something you know like mm-hmm. like a gift from a family member or yeah something like a gift that somebody yeah. gave me and that means a lot mm-hmm. maybe people too that'd be a good one <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that wasn't already on the on the list yeah i mean for me um i'm not too sure honestly because like Everything in my house can be replaced. I, I mean, I mean, not everything. I would say most things, right? So yeah. like, so obviously, like, don't take I don't know your like TV or something. That's just like, pointless because like, and plus like, mo- most of your money is also like in like you know online, like in a in a bank and stuff. So like, I feel like money shouldn't be the main concern here. It should just yeah, just like find things that you want to have around in like twenty years. Yeah. Like whereas like a TV, like you don't really care. I mean, you'll probably replace it. Like so, find something that. Right. Find things that yeah. That is irreplaceable, you know. Yeah. And uh, for a while it was photographs, but it's like we have phones now, so yeah. it's kind of <laughs> yeah. That's all digital and in yeah. the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Thanks for coming on, man. That's yeah. all the time we have. For sure. Thanks for having me, guys. If you're not writing in questions, write them in. <laughs>
try to find me There's no one where I wanna be I left the house all clean and tidy Don't come searching, please I made my way down to the forest Way down to the sea of trees The eagle grows, it gets enormous And then it has to Touching the ground If I die 